0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to step inside the
1: Iketagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's up, everybody? Your boy, Isaac Ike Feldman, is back for another wonderful interview with not only a friend, a brother in arms, Uh, A training partner. Occasionally, Tommy's kicking my ass. But Mr. Tom Fitzsimmons. Follow him on Instagram, at Thomas Fitzsimmons. Uh, He has the founder's first name, Thomas. Like, he could be one of our forefathers. He also is probably the first person on Long Island Martial Arts to complete the trifecta, which is to fight for Bobby Campbell, the Jackhammer Promotions, to fight for Lou Neglia, Ray Longo's Combat at the Space, and last but not least, Nick Canobio's and Chris Machi's Flex Fight Series. Tommy, you're a very wanted man. Like You're, you're teasing us all. You're teasing the promoters. Uh, I'm glad that we could get you locked down on the Octagon for a couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the platform you're giving me. <laughs>
1: no problem brother uh uh has, has that hit you that it's like you're just like experiencing different energies for anybody who hasn't been to a flex fight it's basically like it's like a music festival a lot of a lot of lights a lot of sound big action uh combat at the space is a little more toned down you can see where you're walking uh there there aren't like uh, girls in cages like flex yeah. <laughs> Lex flex but uh I love I love the difference and you know what it's raising the level of competition with uh local martial arts have you experienced that like have you seen uh uh train- training cross training at gyms just like the the level of talent over the last 5 years is just is just boiling
0: yeah no for sure like especially like I go to all the different events I go to Bobby Campbell show I go to the combat at the space shows, the flex shows. And, yeah, no, it's it's, it's an exciting time to, to fight here on Long Island. You know, a lot of talented fighters are starting to come out from here, from all different gyms, and it's cool to be a part of that.
1: Who inspired you to step into your first I don't know, wrestling practice uh, way back when? Around middle school, as you were telling me before we recorded or uh, stepping into your first martial art gym, was there an active or retired mixed martial artist that inspired you to fight?
0: Well, uh, to inspire me to fight uh, was Chris Weidman. I had always been a huge fan of him. I was I remember being 11, 12 years old, like buying the pay-per-view for him and Anderson Silva and watching him, you know, knock Anderson Silva out, who at the time was the pound for pound, you know, best fighter in the world. That just like motivated me to be like, oh wow, I could actually like do this. Like a guy from a similar background as me and you know, similar roots, like it gave me like that that light light like light bulb in my head kind of went off like, oh shit, I could actually do this if I wanted to, you know what I mean? But um yeah, I started jujitsu first. My uh my dad kind of put us in it because me and my uh older brother. We are kind of crazy kids, always, you know, beating the shit out of each other. And uh, he couldn't – he tried to put us into different sports and stuff, and nothing was really, like, tiring us out and anything. And my dad's a police officer, and he asked one of his coworkers, just, like, talking about it. And one of his coworkers uh, recommended Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he got uh, me and my brother and the rest of my siblings in there, and he kind of didn't realize it would turn into this. But, um, yeah.
1: Were you uh... – were like teachers or school systems telling you like you're a hyper kid
0: you know honestly i started doing jujitsu so young and like really kind of calmed me down i was like always always like a really quiet respectful kid but i really think that that's from jujitsu like i learned yeah a lot about it's just like not even techniques and stuff but just like how to kind of conduct yourself you know so yeah yeah,
1: I, th- I think uh, countries outside of ours, um, I would say some of the Asian countries I've seen in France, like even people who have no business wanting a cage fight, uh, they still learn judo or karate or Krav Maga as a young age. And I think that helps the culture. Uh, Rampage Jackson has said that he believes uh, we would have a better society if everybody fought at least one time to like, you learn a respect for an individual it's like a guy who's wearing the flashy suit who's screaming on the phone who's like a bully in traffic like that's not a tough guy like that guy would get his ass kicked he would beg for mercy and he would see god five minutes into mixed martial arts training it's like that to me isn't tough for you in particular um you you sound like it, it centered you um what what about it was attractive to you? The competitiveness, the, the nature of it, it's like physical chess or uh, tell me why you gravitated so much. And uh, in my mind, I think you'll be a pro fighter very soon, but like, wh- how did the journey start?
0: I always kind of, I don't know. I just always had an inkling that like, this is what I absolutely love and I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I don't know like what specifically draw that out of me. Like, I I know now, like, and even back then, like, I remember, I just like love training. I loved competing whenever my parents would sign me up for tournaments. Like I always looked forward to that. And like now, like, I just love the lifestyle it brings me, you know, like I love training every day. I love getting up with a purpose and I love having like a goal and a date and opponent set. It just really like, it makes life a lot simpler, which I really like. And it's something like I thoroughly enjoy and absolutely love doing. Like I couldn't picture myself doing anything else with my life, you know?
1: Amazing. Uh was was this always the plan, or did you test out possibly wrestling in college?
0: Yeah. So I was I always eventually wanted to just to try MMA. Like that was definitely my goal, like in high school. Like I was I was, I'm telling you, diehard fan. Like I would watch the UFC fights, like I'm telling you, every single weekend. Like I'd be out hanging out with my friends, I'd be like, I'm leaving to go fucking watch the UFC fights. Like I was that hardcore. So I always wanted to do it. Um Wrestling in college was another goal of mine, but at the same time, I was like one foot in, one foot out because I like really wanted to. I really want to try my hand in MMA, and I know like this is the time to do it when I'm young to really start and commit to training. But at the same time, like even in my high school wrestling career, I feel like I had a lot of like unfinished business. Like I didn't get to accomplish all the goals I wanted to, so I was kind of battling that. Um, I wrestled a year at Nassau, and then the oh, following year the following year uh, my season got canceled because of COVID and that kind of killed my, I don't know. I could have, I could have wrestled somewhere else, but that almost happened for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Everything happens for a reason. And in my mind, like I was already having that 50 50, like I kind of just want to commit to MMA. Like at that time too, like I was, um, I was still training at law. Like I was doing privates with Steve and stuff. So I was like, still wrestling at nassau and like doing that on the side a little bit um but that just like my season getting canceled was like all right this is like a sign from god i'm gonna stop wrestling commit my all into mma and that's what i've done
1: incredible again we're being joined by at thomas fitzsimmons are you ever going to change it to at tom fitzsimmons before you get the check mark or before you're in the (laughs) ufc or do you like the the properness of that
0: I don't know. So, my family calls me Thomas, but my, like all my friends and stuff, they, they'll call me Tom. So, I'm like, we, split. You know? It
1: might stick with you. Remember, yeah. this is not, this isn't family. This is like, this is oh, the brand. Oh,
0: this is the brand. I know. I got to figure <laughs> out what I want to do. <laughs> do we have a nickname? Tommy Gun.
1: Tommy Gun. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I assume that you're a big uh, Top Gun fan.
0: I didn't even make it up. So who made it up? Uh, That's Kelvin Sterling and Matt Frivola. Oh, yeah, yes, two sir. Of the,
1: realest, two of the realest, two of the
0: realest. Nicest guys ever. I love them both. But yeah, they always like just randomly like, you know, Saturdays you've been there for sparring. Um, Like everyone just like cuddles around the cage and just watches whoever <sighs> in there. Dude, it's sick. Saturdays. I love going in. Oh, it's amazing. It's like a whole little fight club. It's sick. But uh, anyway, I just remember. I don't know. They both were there and like, just like hovering on the cage, like in between rounds. And they're like, bring out the Tommy gun, Tommy gun. And They just kept saying it. And I was like, they kept calling me, calling me it. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's a little cringe. But, you know, it's really grown on me, honestly. I think it's a good nickname. I think it's going to stick. Well,
1: we are being joined by. Now, would I say Tommy, Tommy gun? Or is it like Tommy and then the gun is in?
0: I don't. You see, that's still up <laughs> for debate. That's still up for debate. I don't know. I don't even know at this point. <laughs>
1: we'll figure it out. Those are good problems yeah, we'll to have. Brand,
0: you know? yep.
1: Um. We got any merch? Got any merch yet?
0: Yes. I actually just. Uh. This is the first time I'm ever getting shirts for this fight. I'm very excited by it. So. Yeah.
1: Do you have one on you?
0: I don't have one on me. There should be coming here next week. But yeah, next time we do this, I'll have some Tommy Gun shirts. Oh. Oh. You don't have it. I gotta go then. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Just kidding. Just kidding. We'll, we'll get the merch February 24th, Stereo Garden. Is that correct? Yeah. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, great chance I will be there. That's, uh, that's a birthday weekend. So hopefully you can light your opponent up while I'm lighting up the birthday cake. Hell yeah.
0: Love that. <laughs> I love that.
1: Oh, my God. Um, you do not light up your sparring partners. You're actually very... Perfect at knowing when they hit the gas, was, was that something that uh, you've learned or did somebody like literally have to pull you aside? Like dude, cause dude, you are so talented. I would have never thought that you had the wrestling credentials that you have the way you throw your switch stance, step through overhands or like you were born to like box and kickboxing. And then yet you have this wrestling pedigree. That's kind of like tucked away in, in case uh, for a rainy day. Um, what meant like uh you're just an excellent training partner have other people told you that
0: yeah i've i've had like even in high school and stuff like wrestling people would always love to be my drill partner i was just i oh, don't know i'm a really good partner i always like have the vibe of like treat others the way you want to be treated like i don't want anyone to like literally try to fight and take my head off and sparring so i'm not going to do that to someone else you know and yeah i think it's, it's a good mutual thing you know don't try to kill each other.
1: I agree. I agree. It's funny, like that. I literally just replayed that on my head the other day. Like, like uh treat somebody how you want to be treated. It, it it I feel like we overcomplicate things as we get older. It's like we should keep that that like Ray Longo. What I love about him most is he's 60 something, but he still has that like that that fun, childish, like kid um. Uh, energy to him um yep. you got a Ray Longo story or uh is there any like uh just uh, we could just bow down to Ray for five minutes uh you got any uh <laughs> love well, for the head honcho um,
0: oh my god I have so much love for him and then, like even to like growing up and and watching you know Weidman's success and then later on like Ally Quinta Aljo Marab you know all those guys and just like being just, I was such a fan of the team. So it's like, sometimes it trips me out. Like whenever I'm in there, I'll like stop and like, take a second and be like, look at where you are right now. Like, look at who your who you could say your training partners are. Like, look at who you could say your head coach is like Ray Long. Like, it's such a honor and a privilege to be in there. It really is. And like, I'm, I really take a lot of pride in being a part of that team, you know? And like, that's something, like I say heavily, like I really, like, I, I couldn't picture myself at any other gym. Like I really love being there. And I love that Ray Longo's, you know, at the forefront of that. Really. He's, he's a great man.
1: Uh, we were talking before we hit record uh, about all the women that are hitting you up. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about uh, your family with the military background and law enforcement background. I'm just assuming do, do they keep you humble? Do they just like pretend like you're, you're just like uh, uh Tommy uh, Fitzsimmons and just just one of the other Fitzsimmons, or do they like? Oh my God, what 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 did Ray say today? What Matt Matt Fabola's got a fight coming up? Oh, is Aljo or Marab like? Take me uh, some behind the scenes from the Fitzsimmons household.
0: Yeah, no, they just kind of still treat me the same, you know. And even like like my uh. Like, my dad, he's just, like, casual, like, we'll watch it if it's on type of thing, the UFC fights and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, they'll they'll watch the fights. Like, if I tell them, like, one of my like teammates is fighting, they'll watch it and they'll tune in and they'll ask and stuff. But, no, they don't make a big, like, you know, big scene out of it or anything like that, which I honestly prefer, you know. <laughs> I prefer, you know, being a little bit low-key and they're very respectful for that, you know. They're not, you know, up my ass about it and that's cool. <laughs>
1: What, uh, what lessons did you learn from wrestling? Um, just assuming that you didn't go undefeated for six or seven years. <laughs> but was there a match that uh, you felt the loss or you just came up a little short and that is going to be something that you can pull from your wrestling career to your MMA career where it's you're going to face adversity. hate to break it to, but MMA is a wild sport. Uh, If you could be like Khabib, if you could be like Floyd, who have even faced adversity, even though they have the perfect records. um, What have you pulled from your wrestling career that you know you're going to excel in this sport besides being passionate and skilled at it?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, like you alluded to, like uh, and we talked about before, uh, I didn't accomplish all the goals I wanted to in wrestling. I fell short a few times. Uh, You know, I got injured my sophomore year, which ended my, uh, my season, I was supposed to, I was seated really high in the County. You know, I oh, was, very nice. confident. I was gonna, uh, you know, win a County title that year. And oh. even so my junior year, I, uh, I was cutting too much weight. I was like walking around at the time and this is like all when I'm 16 and I'm like still growing too. I was walking around at like 125, and I was trying to make 106 pounds, like just dumb Oof. and trying to maintain that for like, you know, three months in the wrestling season got really hard on my body and I got really sick like the week before the league tournament and the league tournaments, the first tournament of the uh, of the postseason to like get to counties, get to states and all that. And um, I got really sick and I tried to come back. And, you know, I was I was out for wrestling like for a good week. Like beforehand, I was really, really sick. I was really messed up. I had the flu. I was just, my body was so depleted. I had a, you know, in order to get better, I had to rehydrate and it was bad. The week of, I'll never forget this week. It was the worst week of my life, honestly. Just still to this day, kind of fucking haunts me. But that Monday I was 122 pounds. I had to be 106 pounds on Saturday, but I still was sick. I felt like garbage. As I was going through the week, I was trying whatever to make the weight, lose the weight. But my body was just like clinging on to everything, you know, and, um, the Saturday of the tournament, I got to the, uh, to my high school a little bit earlier to lose like whatever weight I had left and, oh, horrible. I felt absolutely horrible. Um, like I remember like I was dumb, like wouldn't do this again, but, or just like advise this to anyone. But on that Wednesday, I was like really having a hard time losing weight. So I like stopped eating on that Wednesday. So like we're Saturday morning killing myself and, uh, I'll never forget this cause, uh, crazy. But I was like, put my sweats on. I had the pound and a half to go, put my sweats on, all that stuff. I started running around my wrestling room and I got really, really dizzy, sit down and I blacked out. I don't remember what happened. That ended my, my junior season. And that fucking hurts. That hurt me. That one hurt me. Um, even my senior year, I fell short on my goals. I lost in the semifinals at counties, which broke my heart. Um, and yeah, that, that I pull a lot of strength from, you know, and even just to like wrestling. Like it's, it's such a, such a real sport. Like you really find out what you're fucking made of, you know? And uh yeah, no wrestling. I wouldn't change anything that happened to me because I know it fuels me going forward. You know, it really makes me the person that I am today and I wouldn't be here because of those experiences, you know?
1: Wow. Wow. I respect that. I respect that. I, I respect the uh, not living with any regrets. That means it's like, you're just you're following your heart. You're not you're not thinking about things or overthinking things. Um and you're doing it. Uh so it's follow your heart, you follow your heart every day to the gym. Uh shout outs to Vanguard Jiu-Jitsu, uh Jason Brua. And uh is Nick uh still going to be a part of it or is he going to be uh just focusing on his gym?
0: Uh I think Nick's still a part of it, yeah. Nick Rona and he's he's the man. Okay.
1: Uh amazing. Love them. I uh, got to stop by both gyms. Uh, My, my nephew, who is a sweetheart, uh, my, my sister lives right by the gym. And I can just tell, I go, he is like, he's so sweet that some kids are going to try to take that sweetness from him. I'm like, there's the reason to get him into Vanguard. Uh, And he's always grabbing me. You know, he, he does like a natural double underhooks. And I'm like, I'm like, Nathaniel, you know, this is good. And then he does like the, who does it? Not like the Aljo where he, like, vines the leg or Khabib, but, like, uh, you you remember Leota Machida, like, where he would do the double unders and then yep. just, like, the pull the leg. Bump. Yeah, like, my, my nephew naturally does that. I go, and I go to my sister, I go, Kimmy, I promise you, he's a natural, and she hates us because he fires me up. I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and <laughs> we broke a picture, needless to say, her wedding picture, when we, and he's only, like, 10 years old, but... <laughs> He's a strong kid. He's a strong kid. What would you say to the next generation, maybe the 13, 14, 15 year old who is wrestling? Uh, maybe they would like to throw fists. fist. Maybe they would like to throw kicks. Maybe they would like to ju- do jujitsu, but they are doing one discipline right now. They're young. What would you say to them as a piece of advice for somebody who was in their position, not so far ago?
0: Uh, just do it. Follow your heart. Just do it, you know, because you're just wasting time if you just keep, you know, going back and forth in your head. That's what I was doing for a long time, you know. You just got to do it. Follow your heart. I like that.
1: I like that. And uh, yeah, man, how many days are you at the gym? Five, six, seven?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm there at least six days a week. Incredible.
1: So it's like your family, it's like they just, they understand, right? They yeah, they. Man. Yeah. have to right no other truth. was it was there ever a talk like like tom are you serious come on come on oh. are you serious look at those guys on tv look at those guys they're so mean look at you you're so sweet tom we raised you we didn't raise these these uh these animals who are from the mountains or from the like <laughs> i'm not trying to like
0: <laughs> No, i yeah for sure there there were those talks but at the end of the day like you know they kind of saw this progression going on i feel like Like they kind of knew I was kind of leaning towards it. And of course they don't want me to get an occasion, fight another man for, you know, a living, but they're just still so supportive of me, you know? And, you know, I always bring it up to them too, like in the grand scheme of things, like my older sister's a cop, my older brother is a ranger in the military. Like those jobs are a lot more dangerous (laughs) than fucking what I'm doing. You know what I mean? In a sense, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, we definitely had those talks, but I am very thankful that they are, you know 100 percent supportive and trusting in me you know
1: yeah and and you don't have to move you don't have to move around you don't have to get uh, uh go to another country like to defend with a weapon it's like yeah. you literally can uh just sit on your couch for three months a year like if you took off one month for each training camp it's like it, it's not it's not that bad of a career yeah
0: <laughs> it's just you know the you know nine or 15 minutes we're in there then it's a little rough but you know other than that
1: and yeah i wanted to ask about that um you're like the sweetest person i know but yet you turn on a switch as you have to to be a successful mixed martial artist uh where does that come from is that do you see your older brother uh, face on your opponents when you're in there or do you see like a teacher or a former wrestling coach like wh- where does that come from
0: you know, that's just something I don't know. I kind of always just had in me, like even like wrestling and stuff. Like, I don't know. I kind of made it a point to like I was going like I was going out there and like win, lose or draw. Like, I want to make sure that motherfucker never wanted to step on the mat with me again. You know, I don't know. I kind of always had like a little fucking, I don't know, a dark, uh, I don't know, a, a demon in me a little bit. But, um, you know, I feel like you kind of have to have that in order to do this. So, yeah, but I don't know if it comes from one specific, like, specific place or another. But um, I've kind of always had that in me. You know, I don't know.
1: That's a fireman. It's a drive. Um, yeah, I've I would like to hear what John Jones says after he retires uh, many years, and he can talk about it. I feel like his demon is a little out of control. There are people yeah. like um, uh, like Khabib who you could tell he has a fire, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't participate in any, uh, any like outrageous activity. Very humble man.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) And there you go. I I tell people all the time I'm living that Muslim lifestyle. And I like, I I know why they're so angry. (laughs) Like I literally try to bottleneck the energy for training or sparring night. And it's like, uh, it's an interesting career, man. It's it's awesome that you're coming up in the time where it's it's more prevalent and acceptable. Like I heard people at the deli talking about Adesanya, and I was like, oh, this is so yeah. cool. How yeah. big
0: do you see the sport going? Like, oh, I see it getting really, really big. You know, it's not uh, stopping, right? Not stopping. It's like, just it's just on a trajectory up. You know, um, yeah, and like I notice it too. Like just random people, I'll be out somewhere and I hear them talking about the fights. I'm like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> Just to even like, I don't even chime in. I just like listen to them just talk. Say, about them. I didn't say like, anything. I was yeah, just like, Yeah, it's like, I can't, be- yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, I can't believe how fucking mean, big it's getting. It's nuts. But yeah, it's, it's really exciting.
1: It's, uh, I
0: think, you know, Chris Wade. Yeah.
1: He made the great point too about why Long Islanders is such a hotbed. Dude, just to be able to get to the gym. Every day, three times, five times, maybe seven times a week, like to be able to survive on Long Island is um, admirable, admirable enough for sure to be able to diet, live in an expensive place and then try to be a professional athlete is like nutsos. And it's like he says it, it just it breeds that 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 next level competition, the next level athlete but meanwhile on the other side of the world you hear, you see all these dagestanis and russians who are like live very simple shepherd lives like yeah they're training all the same but it's like no offense the the the, the financial competitiveness is not the same like long island is so nuts in that way that it's like if you don't have a good support system your your dream is going to drown very quickly um why in your opinion do you believe Long Islanders are so tough. Besides seeing Chris Wyman knock out Anderson Silva, <laughs> Matt Serra, of course, the General, knock out George St. Pierre, ally Quinta, go freaking the only person to go 5 full rounds and he did it on 24 hours notice after training for a kickboxer a 3 round fight. Like yeah. I can never preach it enough. Um Algermaine Sterling, are you kidding me? avenging the the boogeyman Peter Yan decision and having fun while he was dominating with back control and then going on one of the greatest bantamweight runs of all time people still not paying him the proper respect and then Marab and then the whole 155 class the the five horsemen uh, that are coming up uh, at law MMA and now the bantamweights the flyweights uh, uh, Pumi uh, we got Edwin uh, uh, we got uh uh, donnie who is feather and bantam and of course mr tommy gun fitzsimmons dude why is this happening people would think long island's a hotbed for golf you get the beth page (laughs) you get the shinnecock but why the f is it a hotbed for people punching people in the face
0: i just think it's like the culture of long island you know like it's like you said it just it takes a different type of person to just like be to live okay here you know what i mean like everything's just a hustle everything's a grind everything's so competitive so i feel like if you take those qualities and you apply it to a sport like this like in my mind it's just a no-brainer why there's so many talented guys that come out of here you know
1: are you always gonna live here do you see yourself in florida upstate not downstate but upstate we'll get into that Uh,
0: you know it's funny i was just talking about uh, one of my friends uh, to one of my friends about this. And like, it's going to be really hard to, you know, it's going to be really hard to, especially like I'm at the time to try to, you know, save some money and get my own place and rent the place and stuff like that. It's going to be really hard to, but I'm going to try my my best to, you know, definitely going to try my best to, I love living on Long Island. I love saying that I am from Long Island, but yeah, it's, it's rough out there, you know?
1: And as I brought up the upstate downstate, Tom Fitzsimmons is fighting for the Flex Fight Series, the FSS Flyweight title, the downstate ISKA title. February 24th, Stereo Garden. They always put on a great show. It's a great venue. Uh, I've never been to the Duke Arena, the, but I see that they the, the fans are like on top of the action on the court. That's exactly how Stereo Garden is. Have you talked to your boy Edwin about it? Because, dude, he fought there when I don't know if you were in the building with some crazy adversity. I've never heard a local fighter get so booed uh, the his opponent, uh, who is a, a very formidable opponent for Edwin, and that dude is going to have a, a career zone. I'm talking about Edward Jung. Uh, he's faced so much adversity already, and I just think it, it's it's just a test. Like the, the judge's decisions, the poor judge's decisions that he's fought and face it's only going to make him better has he given you have any tidbits for the venue or fighting for flex
0: uh yeah so like I talk with him I talk with Spataro who I'm also pretty close with of course um, of course yeah I'm always yeah whenever they fight there I'm in the building so I get the vibe of the place uh yeah I really I really honestly like it got me antsed up watching them fight you know and uh yeah I love that I love the pit I don't know I yeah. love it <laughs> I I love it so much. I think it's so cool, you know. Um, yeah, they've given me plenty of advice and just tidbits uh, about just working with Flex in general, and then like the venue, how it's set up, and all that stuff, which I really appreciate. Uh, yeah, nice. But that I'm telling you, Edwin. Edwin is going to be great. I'm telling you, he's yeah, like you said, faced some adversity, got a you know a run of bad luck. <laughs> Last, you know, few fights, but I'm telling you, he's going to be back and he's, he's legit as fuck. I'm telling you this, like he is always my hardest rounds, always my hardest rounds. Like he is so good and he is so skilled. It's just all about putting it together and, you know, going in there with the right mindset and he could compete with any amateur flyweight out there. I really believe that he is so good and so talented and it's just a matter of him you know getting in the right headspace and showing up to perform i think you know but like you said he's had a he's had a rough run as far as judges decisions and stuff goes and a lot of adversity in his fights but i'm telling you like you said it's just a test and it's going to make him better you know what what nationality is edwin he's korean i believe north or south that i don't know
1: see whatever it is the judges are opposite
0: (laughs) Oh, for real. For oh real.
1: my God. They've been killing my man. I'm like, I was like, did anybody miss this? Like the more pressure, yep. uh the more clean strikes. Like
0: I we were all like cheering for him when we're about to get his hand raised. Dylan I was video-taping to- it, Like, no way he got this. Like I'm <laughs> videotaping it and they read off. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, even, even his kickboxing fight for Bobby Campbells, like that's what I'm talking about too. Crazy, but you know. It is what it is. I don't know. I don't know why the the New York State Athletic Commission judges they got it out for Edwin for some reason. It's really- I don't know. I don't
1: know. But Edwin yeah. will bounce back, sure. uh, no doubt about. It. Like you, you, you can't keep a good man down, and that man is great. Uh, excited to see what the future holds for him. And uh, my apologies if I missed anybody. Shout outs to Robin Schultz, obviously Anthony Spataro, and my boy Isa Sultan. Just dude, New York is it's coming i i think the we've always been like we had champions before it was even freaking legal in new york but that that's nuts um and now with the legalization uh eight years ago uh 2016 like you guys you and your entire generation your wave of fighter it's it's, it's going to be incredible to see. I can't wait to see. Pumi should be in the UFC this year. No freaking doubt about oh, it. Right? Law MMA is just constantly on the map. What are we going to do? Is Ray Longo going to just like chime in on a Zoom screen? Is he always just going to come down? Does he have like a son that's going to take over? Like, yeah. I,
0: dude, like dude, Steve Lee's the man. I love that man. Like a Steve great Lee's point. the man. And I like shout out to him. I would not be here without him. He's such a great role model for me and such an amazing coach and teammate. Like, I really love that dude. He's the man. And he fights.
1: He's not just a manager. And he he fights.
0: fights. Yes, sir. Pretty
1: incredible. Pretty incredible. What are some of your goals? Do you have a timeline? I know everybody's like, Oh, uh, 18 months, 24 months. I do this many fights in this amount of time. And I could get to there to the DWCS, the Dana White contender series. Do you have a timeline? Do you even think about that or are you just join the ride?
0: I uh I try my best to just keep it one fight at a time because I know how kind of hectic like I used to do like the timeline stuff in my head but as I've gotten on and stuff I've realized that you know MMA is so chaotic especially on like when you're coming up the local scene it's hard to really put a timeline on anything so I'm just really trying to take everything one fight at a time, one day at a time, one opponent at a time. You know um Cause yeah, it is just, it's so chaotic, you know, but yeah, it's just ideally I, you know, I have a little bit of a timeline as far as like how I'd like to schedule my year out ideally, you know what I mean? Um, if all goes well in February, I'd like to fight again in May or June. And that's about as far as I've thought out in my head, you know, but I really try to keep it one fight at a time, really focus and honing on this and just even just like day by day, just taking it. In. I can't cause you know, I've had in the past, like opponents drop out and I don't fight for a few months because I can't get a fight and all that stuff. So I just really try to focus one fight at a time and keep it, keep it small like that. And I know I'm coming up, like this is going to be my fifth amateur fight. Um, I know I'm coming up to that level where like I could turn professional soon, but I really want to just go whenever I feel comfortable. Like this is, this is going to be my first fight like per title against a you know, the last guy I fought was good, but like this guy also four and oh, you know, so against, you know, flex is always a big show and stuff too. So just all new experiences and stuff. And yeah, I just want to make the most of my amateur career first and get as much experience before really going to the next level. Cause when you go to the next level, all that shit matters, you know, your record hundred percent matters. And yeah, I just want to take, if I have any licks, I want to take them now and learn from them. And yeah, that's it.
1: Are you a big boxing guy? You pay attention to boxing historically, or uh, as like Not uh... really?
0: No, that's something I I wish I would do mm-hmm. more. Like even at the gym, like Ray and Steve, they always watch like old. I know. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I know that's something I gotta do. But yeah, I'm like a big though MMA historian. You could ask me anything, and I'll, there's damn good chance I'll know it. But yeah, right. boxing something I gotta look into more. But be careful what you wish for.
1: We might have to do a trivia game. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say with the boxing, uh, okay. Then do you generally know that, uh, boxers build their records, yeah. inflated mm-hmm. records? Like sure. I found out that Ryan Garcia, what was he 20 something? to know against tank Davis. Those are two boxers. <laughs> I'm
0: sure you know them. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yes, just, I do. Just, yeah. just
1: not. You you know,
0: I'm like a casual boxing fan. <laughs> I like, you know what I mean?
1: So, uh, uh Mike Tyson is about to fight Ryan Garcia, okay? No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm a bad joke. <laughs> um some of Ryan Garcia's fights were against like guys who are 3 and 9, 4 and 12. Um it builds that confidence and uh sometimes coaches, I heard this with Terence Crawford's coach that he wants to see how he does against a lefty see how he does against a powerful guy, see how he does against uh, somebody who's faster. And it's always to build up, build up to, and then you, 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 you scoop up those amateur titles as you will do February 24th. First title, is that correct? First title, yes, sir. Let's go. And in my opinion, I would not be surprised. I talked to an MMA fighter who is 20 amateur fights. And I'm like, oh my God, I was like, I think that's going to start happening more. Yeah, Are like, you prepared to do 10 fights? Is it like a feel thing? Are you prepared to do 15? Do you want to uh, say you knock the guy out? You win the title. Like, can you handle somebody saying, oh my God, you're so good, Tommy. You should go pro. Okay.
0: I'll go pro. Like, have you thought about these scenarios? Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I don't know. I, I'm i pretty realistic with myself. Um, like I got like if someone is blowing smoke up my ass and saying I'm, um, you know, if, if I do go out and I have a great performance, like I at the end of the day, like I know that I have some holes to fill before I turn professional and even just gaining experience. Um, but yeah, I I don't have like a hard number. I 20 20 is a lot of amateur fights, to be honest. For you know, for MMA, I think, you know, I'm thinking ballpark, how many more I have, maybe from the range from like at least it all depends on how I feel, like ten it is, might be a sweet um, spot, yeah. Tw- 10 might be a sweet spot, yeah. Like, I'm thinking, like, either in between, like, maybe two to six more, it really depends. And that's like kind of a big gap, you know. It really depends on just how I feel and how fights go, you know.
1: Excellent. Are you, uh, you guys no shin guards, right?
0: No shin guards, is uh, this first uh, time, first time, that's the other thing, too, yeah. Very there excited about that.
1: Tommy Janeiro, uh, obviously, uh, Beethoven the Grappler. This is his first fight without shin guards. It's like, y'all let me know how it is. It it sounds scary. It's, like, exciting. You We obviously know about, like, the fears of it. And, like, the calf kick is so prevalent now. It's, like, it's intense. So, it's, like, yeah, I, I like the way you see it. Like, it could be two fights. It could be six fights. And yeah. you're always learning.
0: Mm-hmm. Who
1: is somebody who keeps you in check, like in uh, humble, who's like, see something that maybe you don't see, but you don't argue with them because you are an intelligent person. Mm -hmm. You are very smart and your brain operates fast. Uh, I wanted this interview to go longer because I could tell how excited you were at the beginning, but now it's (laughs) like, I got you down to like an eight. You were like an 11. Now we're down to an eight. Who is somebody that can respectfully, tell you that you listen if you're doing something wrong
0: uh steve lee he's the man telling you steve lee's the man but even like i take criticism really well like anyone could tell me advice and like i think it's so important to just like even if it's a different point of view or looking at things you know what i mean like i really value that like even like i won't like if some guy who's just you know just came in the gym we don't know but if he gave me an advice or a tip on something like that like i'm not just gonna like disregard it and you know what I mean? Like I'm really open to ideas, open to criticism. But yeah, Steve Steve watches like everything I do. He watches all the sparring I do. You know, he's training alongside me every single day. So yeah, and I always I always ask him for advice. And in turn, he'll ask Ray and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's great. But yeah, Steve's really who I like, like to bounce my ideas off of. And he tells me, you know, he just gives me good insight, you know? Amazing. Does Steve have anything lined up? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's uh just focused on coaching right now. I think it's like hard to balance the two, you know, so he's trying to figure out kind of what's his next step, I believe.
1: Who's going to be in your corner February 24th?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Definitely Steve. And yeah, uh, usually uh Dylan Mantello has been in my corner for all of my fights. Uh, he's fighting the week or two before, so I don't know how that's going to work out. He actually, uh, this is funny, my last fight, uh, his wife was in labor, too, actually. And he still, like, showed up to corner me. I was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. But, yeah, no, he's the man, too. Dylan's helped me so much, like, even when I first stepped in the gym. And, like, you know, he's a really intimidating guy. Like, he's just so quiet, like, really intimidating. And, like, he he came up to me, like, a few times, like, after, like, taking the classes. And he'd, like, show me tips and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so fucking cool that Dylan Mantello just <laughs> He gave me pointers, and yeah, no, he's the man too. I love him. Yeah,
1: I feel like Dylan could wear a leather jacket. He could be in that movie Roadhouse. Like,
0: oh, for sure. Hey, hey, kid. You know, you, you
1: know what you're doing wrong. It's like, oh no, Mister Rondo. For real, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh, and it, it was scary when he was like, oh my god, can you believe Edwin with the judge? I was like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: was like, just don't hurt me. He is, yeah, no, he is terrifying whenever he. Can. <laughs> upset or angry about something i just try to get out of the way I'm just oh like, my
1: god i don't know uh, how he makes 155 yeah he's also huge yeah Dude, no. i'm like geez are you eating like a piece of lettuce and like a can
0: of tuna <laughs> like I don't uh, know. yeah no for real
1: um my final thing that this is like full circle talking about diet hey. what have you learned from that horrible junior year experience in high school wrestling Uh, uh nutrition wise
0: um, well, I think the weight cuts in general are, are just different compared to like a wrestling season. And then like for the wrestling season, I had to make weight like every two or three days, but oh, wow. now, yeah, yeah. But now going up
1: and down 20 pounds every 70 hours. or no
0: it's, no, it's cause I was sick. So I like blew oh. up to like get better. And then oh, I had, to, so what were you walking around it? Uh, like during, in the season. Yeah. When I had to make weight every few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I wrestled 106. I was like, I'd get up to like one twelve, one thirteen, and then like, oh, cut. Yeah. I like the reason why I like, I thought it was especially hard to
1: get that weight off when you were sick. I didn't know that you were sick. It, it do it, the...
0: yeah. I was sick and I blew up, <sighs> and then I had to, yeah, no, it was terrible. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, so it's like, should be scot-free now right easy peasy
0: yeah and even now like i'm not the biggest flyweight that's something i'm trying to get you know i'm trying to put on some size i also know i'm still young i'm going to fill out a little bit more but i only walk around at like 37 38 so like i have an easy cut i've 12 13 pounds and that's no problem
1: If you're trying to gain weight, uh, there's a decent place on 25 uh, called Amici's, which is, I believe, by Miller's Place, Uh, which isn't too far from you. So look it up. They make incredible Italian dishes. This podcast is not sponsored by Amici's, but uh, any shout outs to your favorite restaurants in Stony Brook or uh, Lake Grove or Center
0: Reach? Seaport Deli. Seaport Deli is amazing. Have you ever uh, had a sandwich from there?
1: Uh, what road? Give me uh, give me a little direction. Uh,
0: let's see. It's right by you know uh, downport and Port Jeff, where like the Port Jeff area is. Oh
1: yeah, of course, of course. Salsa, salsa, baby.
0: Yes, it's right up the road from there. It's amazing. They make great sand, like over the top, crazy sandwiches. Wait, is there a Tommy's
1: place there?
0: Yes, there is. The come on, get that sponsorship already. Uh,
1: What are we doing? Right. Oh. They make incredible wings. Am I? Am I? Am I right or am I right?
0: That I never had. I've never had Tommy's place wings. I've only been in there a handful of times. I like hate going out. So. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, if I'm buying, would you do a sit down interview? Tommy gun inside of Tommy's. We'll do oh, like, yeah. we'll do like the hottest wings. And I hate hot wings.
0: But... Ooh, I hate hot wings too. We don't <laughs> have to be <do> hot. <laughs> I'll um, definitely do wings though. For sure.
1: Sounds good. And uh, yeah. uh can't wait to catch up with you in gym. Before your Flex Fight Series, downstate ISKA title fight, February 24th. My brother, you are in great spirits. I'm um, happy for you. And it, it's amazing to know that you are doing what you love each and every day. Uh, God bless you. Good luck. And thank you to your family service, law enforcement, military. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, anybody you want to give a shout out
0: to? Uh, No one in particular, just on my teammates my training partners at La MMA vanguard um yeah my family for all the support my friends all the support i really appreciate it and i i really appreciate you having me on here it's been a pleasure to talk to you always fun chatting with you and yeah thank you no problem and
1: everybody get the tommy gun merch coming out very soon tom fitzsimmons at thomas fitzsimmons take care my brother
0: thank you i appreciate it